your greatness. <laughs> we stand in awe of your greatness. What an awesome God you are. What an awesome God you are. stars, if I see them when they fall, if I call them by name, how much more do I love you, my children? How much more do I have you engraved on the very palm of my hand? Or when you fall, I see you and I call you by name and I call you up. I call you up. I call you up. Don't rehearse what you'll say when you get here. Just come. My arms are open wide for you today. I know who you are. I know everything that concerns you, and I care about everything that concerns you. Run to me, my children. Don't hold back. Run to me. And I don't just say this to those who are prodigal today. I say this to those who are on their journey. Don't stop now. Don't stagnate, but run to me. Follow hard after me, for you are mine, and I love you. I love you. If the sparrows are taken care of, if the lilies of the field are clothed, how much more do I love you, my children? So don't hold back from me. Rejoice in who who I am in my love for you. We say, yes, we do that right now, Father. We lift our hands and rejoice in your great love for us. What an awesome God you are. What an awesome God you are. What a great and mighty God you are. What a great and mighty God you are. We hallow your name. We hallow your presence. Can we just, can we just sing that chorus one more time and all the earth will shout your praise. It's your breath in our lungs today. We delight to breathe in your presence and breathe out our concern and our obedience to you today. We say yes, Father. Magnify, glorify your name, Jesus. Great 
lead us in prayer for needs today, but I just want to say for just a second to you that these altars are always open. When the Father says things to us like He loves us, we're in the palm of His hand and He knows us, cares about you. If you don't know that love and that care, these altars are always open and you can come. And I appreciate what Holy Spirit said in that Although we may be on the journey and we may be growing, he's not finished with us yet. He still wants us to run to him. He still wants us to be moved from glory to glory. Not from mess to mess, <laughs> but from glory to glory. Aren't you thankful? We have a number of prayer requests this morning. A lot of people who need God today, who need healing in their bodies. If you're one of those, would you just raise your hand? Yes, God sees that. He knows every need that you have, every need that you have this morning. Brother Tommy's going to lead us in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are God. Father God, we love you this morning. And we give you all the praise. We thank you, Lord, that your love and your mercy and your grace is renewed every morning. Every morning. And Lord, we thank you, Father God, for the name of Jesus this morning, the name we can call, the name we can speak this morning. And we thank you that, Lord, that you died on the cross for us, forgive us for our sins and your shed blood. We thank you that we can come boldly, that the veil was rent, that we can come boldly into the throne room of grace this morning and lift up all these requests, Father God, ones that the hands that have been raised, Lord, you know about each and every one of them. Lord, the ones that's on our prayer shield, the ones that's in our heart. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that you care and love about each and every one of them. We thank you for the name of Jesus. And we cry out grace, grace, grace on each one of these situations. This each and every one of them. We praise you, Lord, and thank you for all the good things that's going to come forth, all the good healing all the physical needs and things you've done in the name of Jesus is Thank you. Above every name, can we clap our hands in appreciation for what he's done today? Yes. Thank you, Jesus. In that precious day,
to be praised. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated in his presence. a type of atmosphere where you're almost afraid to move. <laughs> you know, Holy Spirit is in the house. And today um, we have a special um, offering, offertory music uh, by Brother Nelson, and he's going to be playing I Feel Jesus. <laughs> and that's what, it, that's what we're experiencing today. We feel Jesus in this house. We feel the glory of Jesus in this house. Also wanted to say that um, this is a good time of year. If you're interested in joining the choir or the praise band, this is a good time of year. There's a process that you go through. I, of course, have to be born again. I've been attending the church for at least several months to know how we do things, and then you may begin that process. So if you're interested, just want you to know we'd love to have you be a part. Thank you, and God bless you. At this time, we'll dismiss Children's Church. Good morning, everybody. It's good to see y'all today in the house of the Lord. Good to see our faith family. And let's give a big shout out to our online congregation this morning. Yes. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate all our faith family that's watching online today and all of you all over the country. Thank you for joining us. What a wonderful day in the Lord so far. Amen. If this is your first time with us today, on the back of your bulletin is a form that says first time here. It just tears right off. If you will fill this out for us at the end of the service, if you will take it when you leave through these doors to the right, there's a welcome center. Somebody will be there to greet you um, and they will give you a gift bag if you give them this form. And also, we take these forms, we pray over them, you'll get a letter from the church, but also we have an FTA luncheon today. First time attenders. So if you're with us for the first time today, you are welcome to stay and eat with us to meet some of our leadership. But also, if you can't stay today, you're, if you fill out one of these forms, the next time we have a luncheon, you will be invited. So this is very important. We want to get your information. We want to check up on you. We want to pray for you. So please take advantage and fill that out. If you brought somebody with you, faith, family, make sure walk with them to the Welcome Center and make sure that they take their form for that. Tonight we do have prayer, so we do have the FTA luncheon right after service, and then we have prayer tonight at 6, wonderful time of corporate prayer and worship, we invite you to come out for that, and this Friday is our Refresh 2024 Marriage Conference, Healing Hearts. How many of you are excited about that this weekend? Yes, it's going to be great, it's going to be a great time, Healing Hearts is like our subtitle, the Lord gave me that, he just, one day I just felt impressed that we were to focus on healing this, this year. Um, and last year it was a lot of basics and foundational stuff that you could use. But this year is going to be some intense teaching, some intense ministry time. So we hope that you're signed up for that. Um, $50 per couple. Y'all can't even go out to dinner for $50, right? Can't go out to dinner for $50. But with your $50, you're going to get dinner on Friday night. And you're going to get 
continental breakfast the next morning and snacks throughout the ministry time on Saturday. So that's a pretty good deal. What do you think? I think that's a great deal. And um, Pastor Phyllis and her husband, Pastor Eddie, are coming in. She will also be preaching on that Sunday morning. She is actually the secretary treasurer for our um, our denomination for the Conference of South Carolina. And um, she is a powerful woman of God. Her husband's a powerful man. And they have a true amazing testimony of healing in their marriage and God just laid them on my heart that that was who we were supposed to have this weekend so sign up you can sign up at the welcome center you can sign up online you can sign up on our Facebook page um, tomorrow's the deadline so y'all go ahead if you've been kind of on the fence about it go ahead and make your decision also we do have child care for a donation from the parents I've only had one parent tell me they need child care so I need you to let me know by tomorrow so I can make sure we have enough child care okay deal if you need child care let me know by tomorrow yes and sign up today tomorrow sign up no sorry let me backtrack let me know today if you need child care let us know tomorrow if you're coming if you haven't let us know you're coming yet if you haven't paid yet it's okay you can pay at the door but we're very excited for what God is going to do this weekend amen those of you that won't be here I would like your uh, agreement that you will pray with us for this weekend Amen. That you will pray. You'll be praying for how God is going to meet the need. We know he's already preparing hearts. We've already been praying. And we know he is going to do some amazing things this weekend. No matter your age, how long you've been married, every, every, every marriage needs a refresh. Every marriage. Amen. Now it's time to give. Y'all excited about giving this morning? You may think that sounds kind of crazy. Why are y'all excited about putting your money in there? Because we know what God's word says about honoring his word. That when he says bring the tithe into the storehouse, the 10%, and when he says give the offerings, we know that God moves. Amen. So we're going to ask our ushers to come forward. If you need a tithing envelope, please raise your hand. If you're planning to give in-house today, they will get you an envelope so you can fill that out and put that in the offering when you come up today. Thank you to all those who give online. We know a lot of you do, and we thank you so much for that. We thank you for obeying the Lord online, in the mail, in-house, however you do that. We thank you so much for supporting this ministry because we believe, y'all can come forward, gentlemen, we believe that this is fertile ground to sow into. We believe this is fertile ground to sow into. I'll wait for the rest of you to catch up with me. We believe this is fertile ground to sow into. Amen. Amen. Please stand. And you may come and present your gifts to the Lord.
today that you are our provider. We thank you today that you're the king of the universe, the creator of all that there is. Our hope and our trust is in you. God, we pray today for every person that is in need, that you would meet all of our needs according to your riches in glory. God, I thank you that while we were praying Thursday night in a board meeting, Lord, I believe you just gave an utterance, a prophetic utterance through me in prayer that you would break the back of lack. So I pray that over this congregation today. I know a lot of people in the natural look at Scotland County as an impoverished area. They look at Marlborough County as an impoverished area. And rightfully so, some of those areas have been targeted strategically by demonic strongholds of lack, poverty, hopelessness, drugs, alcohol, addictions, trying to fill the void and take away the pain. But I declare today in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit that you break the back of lack. In Jesus' name, you break the back of lack. You're the bondage breaker. You're the yoke destroying God. Somebody give him a praise in this house today. Break the back of lack and every repercussion that comes from lack and hopelessness. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, amen. High five about two people and you can be seated. soul and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Glory. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Somebody just bow your head just in your own way right where you are. Just take a moment to pray. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody, just let the Holy Spirit hear your heart cry out right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we speak over every person under the sound of my voice right now by the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit of God. Hallelujah. 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 I believe the Holy Spirit's about to bubble something up in some folk right, right, right out, fresh out of your soul right now. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Come on, church. Somebody just flow. 
Somebody just release and let the Holy Spirit speak through you. The prayer that comes out of you will be more than a prayer. You will prophesy to the atmosphere, and it may not even be what you need. It may be what somebody four rows behind you, what behind you needs. But what you whisper, what you say, or what you shout in the spirit realm by the anointing of the Lord Jesus Christ will have the power to break yokes off of people in this building today. Hallelujah. Open up, you everlasting doors, that the King of glory may come in. Open up, you everlasting doors, that the King of glory may come in. Open up, you everlasting doors, that the King of glory may come in. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, you are the King of glory. You are the resurrection and the life. You are the Redeemer. You are the lover of our souls. You are the Lamb of God who has taken away the sins of the world. You are the one that made a way that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You are the burden lifter, Jesus. You're the bondage breaker, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the Revelation chapter three, he said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. I believe right now God's knocking on some stuff. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Would you heed him today? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and who is and who is to come. Lord, you're our healer today. You are a healer today. You are a healer today. Who needs healing in your body today? He is our healer today. He is not afraid and he is not ashamed. He's not afraid of whatever your diagnosis has been. He's not ashamed of whatever your diagnosis has been. He is the answer. He is the cure all. Hallelujah. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is the Lord who heals by his stripes. Hallelujah. He was determined and focused in what he did in route to and upon that cross. That when those soldiers beat him, they beat him on purpose, but he took it on purpose. For by his stripes. Right now, right now, I dare somebody to be obedient. Just heed my voice. You don't need to move. You don't need to get up. If you need healing in your body right now, I just want you to lift one of your hands high into the air. If you need healing in your body, all right, I need you please to look around you, children of God. If you're born again, I need you to look around and find somebody that's got their hand up, and I just need you to go over and just lay your hand gently on them or take them by that hand, and I want you to just right now, if you don't know how to pray for healing, just speak the name of Jesus, all right? Just say it, Jesus, by every other name 
that nothing can happen, but by the name that has been exalted. Hallelujah. Jesus, come on, somebody. I need somebody to move up in this house right now. You've been given an order by the commander right now. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Move. The Spirit of the Lord is wanting to see who will be a carrier of his glory. I see hands up in this building and nobody's praying with them. Well, we need to change that right now. Hallelujah. I need somebody to go to folk right now. I need healing in their body. Keep your hand up. Somebody's coming to you. Keep your hand up. Somebody's coming to you. Keep your hand up. Somebody's coming to you. You may say, Pastor Tim, I don't know about all this. I don't know about it either. I'm just doing what the Lord said to do. Hallelujah. The Lord is not looking for perfection in you. He's looking for Jesus in you. He's looking for the anointing in you. Hallelujah. march out in full full array of the glory of God. Hallelujah. Full of the Spirit of God. Covered by the armor of God. Wrapped up tight in the Word of God. Flowing in the Spirit that whatever the Lord says do, we do it. This is a body ministry. This is not a one man show. Hallelujah. Somebody just continue to worship God. Can you worship God as your healer? Can you worship God as your neighbor's healer? Can you worship God for people that come into this room today that need a sovereign touch from heaven, an undeniable miracle from God Almighty that he is not dead, he is alive, and he is well. Hallelujah. And he's walking around in this room right now. He is fulfilling the word that where two or three are coming together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. That it's not about us. It's not about a denomination. We've come here in his name today. Hallelujah. Reaching out to make me whole, 
need to do something. I need, I need some godly men. I need some godly men to come up on the stage. I'm not going to do anything to you. I'm not going to embarrass you. Trust me, I wouldn't do that. I'm not going to throw snakes at you, throw anointing oil or holy water. You won't start growling. Or, well, if you start growling, we can deal with that. But anyway, but I just need some godly men. The steps on each side just come stand in the middle. Gabe, is my uh, Psalms 27, verses 7 through 10, is that still on there? If you could pull that up. I've been trying to get to this verse for a month, but I'm getting there right now, Pastor Faye. Y'all just fill in. Y'all can group up right in here. Then you can, you can also fill out, spread out all you want to. That's a good-looking bunch of godly men right there, isn't it? Psalms 24. Come on, Ray, we'll give you a minute, man. Psalms 24. There's a psalm written by... David is king. He hadn't been king very long. He'd just been made king over the entire nation. First thing David did when he became king, is everybody listening to me? He said, well, a king's got to have capital. And David was a man of war. He understood if he's going to have a capital, it's got to be, it's got to be easy to defend and hard for the enemy to get to. And him growing up in that area, he knew there was a city up on this big hill, had a big wall around it, and the people who lived there, it's the city of Jebus. The people who lived there, they call them Jebusites. And they boasted because their city was impregnable. Nobody could get into it. When they locked those walls down and locked those doors down, man, those gates, nobody could get in. But David grew up in that area he knew there was a cistern spring fed water system where those people's wells were and you could jump on the outside of the wall. You could jump in and swim underground and come up on the inside of the walls. And David dared some of his guys to do it. He said, y'all do it. First man out, I'll make you the captain of my army. Bro, HBO hadn't got this kind of intensity because I don't know about y'all. I ain't jumping in no water and get down where it's dark and keep swimming and swimming and swimming and ain't running out of breath, running out of air, hoping you're gonna come up in the middle of a city. But you better hear me. David had men that were that committed and that loyal to him. And God is looking for that same type of loyalty and commitment from us today. Not this little Americanized Kool-Aid church. He's looking, are you willing to die to get to my glory? So David picked that city. He, they took it and he made it his capital. He named it Jerusalem. Next thing David did is he found this little craggly hillside inside of that walled city. And he said, that's where I'm going to put 
a tent, a place of worship to the Most High God. It's called Zion. At Little Cragley Hill, we call Mount Zion. But David and those guys had a little issue. Y'all, they didn't know where the Ark of the Covenant was. Y'all remember when Moses came out of Egypt and God told him to make that thing? Y'all seen Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? That little box with the angels standing guard over it, known as the Ark of the Covenant. It was the symbolic seat and throne of God in the earth. When the priests would put it into Moses' tabernacle, the tent that they would keep that thing in, that veiled wall, no, no source of light said when they closed the, the doorway going into that one room, that the glory of the Lord would literally begin to shine between those angels' wings over that seat of that solid gold altar. When David became king, Saul had not checked into that thing. He hadn't prayed to God there, had not sought God. In fact, the Bible says they had to send teams of people out all across the nation to find out to investigate where this thing was at. And that's the most holy thing they had in the nation's history. And they found it. David sent a group of people out to get it, to bring it back to Jerusalem, to put it in that little tent on side, inside of Mount Zion. The first time they did it, they did it wrong. You weren't supposed to touch it. The cart they had it on hit a little hole in the ground, and that thing started shaking a little bit, and a man reached up there to touch it, and he fell dead. Boom. And they stopped. Everybody, thousands. We're not talking 10 or 15, 20 people, y'all. We're talking, the Bible says David took 30,000 valiant men, soldiers, Renowned warriors, 30,000, y'all. That's almost Scotland County. They got scared. When that man dropped dead, they took it to a man named Obed-Edom was his name. He had the closest house there. They said, just store it here. David got mad at God because God killed his friend. It wasn't God's fault David didn't do the way he was supposed to do it. So while that thing's down at Obed-Edom's house, you know what his name means in the Hebrew? Obed-Edom? Obed means worker, Edom means red. Worker of the red. I think every Christian ought to be a worker of the red. We ought to understand we've got to live under the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And so David's meditating and he's praying. He's got people researching the, the law. How do we bring this thing into Jerusalem? And finally somebody walks in. I think it's about three months. And they said, your majesty, we need to give you a report. He said, what? He said, Obed-Edom, where the, where the Ark of the Covenant is being kept, everything the man's got is prospering. His corn it's growing three times faster than everybody else's. I ain't getting no help up in here. His sheep are having more sheep and fatter sheep. His cows are fatter than everybody else's in the whole region. He's making more money than anybody else. Everything he's got, his microwave is putting out more power than in. I'm just playing. All because that thing represented the presence and the glory of God. 
People, you better hear me today. I understand we are living in a post-Christian culture in this nation. But God is looking for some people that will harbor. Are you hearing me? That will harbor. That will welcome in and 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 just bring the presence of the Lord and the glory of God into your home and into your life. And you carry it when you go out. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you would do that and be a worker of the red, living in pure, pure, sinless lifestyle, because of the blood of Christ I'm telling you right now people are going to see are you hearing what I'm telling you you're not going to have to tell people I'm a Christian people are going to see God doing things in your life your fruit I ain't getting no help up in here when those men came said Lord your majesty we got to go get the ark everything Obed Edom's got is prospering it's so alive something is going on there people are to look at you Beverly and say some of that I want that peace I want that comfort I want that joy I want that kind of happiness that I don't have to put it in my vein or put it up my nose or have to buy a six pack so David being a songwriter David has taken Jerusalem and they go out again, 30,000 valiant warriors. Could you imagine that? These people going to get one thing, a three-foot golden box. But it's a whole lot more than a box. Can I, can I rewind that and say it again? It's a whole lot more than a box. It's, it's what that box represented. The glory of God. The weight of God. The shining light of God. The fire of God. The conviction of God. The purifying presence of God. Man, I'm going to tell you right now, I am so expecting God's glory to do things. I want to see drug addicts walk in this back door, and I don't care what step you're at in N.A., and I thank God for N.A., but I'm going to tell you what, I want to see some people miraculously, instantaneously saved, healed, delivered. I want people to walk in here limping because their hip bones wore out and they're bone on bone, but somewhere in the midst of the glory of God and the presence of God, man, I want to get back to some old school stuff that you just don't say, oh, pastor, I want to testify. I came in here with pain bone on bone, but my pain's gone. No, I want to see you get up and take off running around this building. Hallelujah. I wish I could get some help up in this place.
got to let him in. You've got to let him in. You've got to let him. Some people say that God's this big mean bully up there with lightning bolsters, hating you, ready to wipe you out. No, he loves you. He loves you more than you could ever imagine. He loved you before you were you. In fact, he loved you before there was ever a planet Earth. He knew you. That's how big he is. He's not confined to time nor space. He already walked with you wherever you're going to be at tomorrow. He loves you. He loves you. He loves the, he loves the good things about you, and he loves you through the bad things about you. He can change you. He changed me. Oh, my God, and I'm going to tell you right now, if he can change, if he can save and transform the old Tim Hodge, you're not a problem. He can change you. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. But you got to let him. Would you look at two people and tell them, you got to let him. I bet you right now, Maria, I bet you right now, if I had a million dollars in my checking account, I don't even have a checkbook. What am I talking about? My wife got me living a debit card lifestyle. But if I had a million dollars in my checking account and I said, may I write you, will you let me write you a million dollar check? Would y'all sit there that quiet if I whipped out a checkbook and you would say, you would watch what she gonna do? I guarantee you, you would say, uh, yeah. Let me spell that for you. M-A-R-I-A. Where's Tim at? Where's Tim at? Where'd you go to? Oh, he'd be like, S-E-S-S-O-M-S. <laughs> Listen to me, y'all. Psalm 68, 1 says, let God arise. Boy, I'm going to tell you what. I remember on July the 8th, 1984, down on Leesville Road in that little brick, Northview Pentecostal Holiness Church, on that Sunday night, I let God Arise. I took my hands off of me. I laid my dreams, my attitudes, my lusts, and my desires. I laid all those things on the altar and I let God arise. And I've never been the same since, y'all. We've got to let Him. When I quoted that. Revelation chapter 3 verses 17 18 just a minute ago Jesus said behold I stand at the door and knock you know what he's saying if you open it I'll come in God is wanting to reveal himself and his glory I'm coming to you guys y'all okay now hold up David took those 30,000 men but Michelle here he had written a song just for this occasion and verses 7, 8, 9, and 10 off of when they first rounded the corner and saw the city of Jerusalem, they started singing this song. Men, can y'all see it? Turn around and look at it with me. Y'all see that? Lift up your heads, O ye gates, 
and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory may come in. Men, that's your part. That's, that's your part, men. That's what David had those 30,000 warriors. These were not Pee Wee Hermans. Open up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory may come in. <laughs> These are warriors. These are men accustomed to battle. These are men who knew what a battle cry was. These were men who knew when they spoke, authority followed with their voice. So when they ran up this air, they said, lift up your gates, oh, lift up your heads, oh, you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Men, men, I want you to make your most aggressive, manly voice. And do that with me, verse 7, on three. One, two, three. Lift up your heads, all you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Now, y'all remember I told you David Jerusalem because it's high, it's on the side of this mountain. You can't you can't take it offensively. It's impregnable. And remember what I told you? These people would get up on the walls. They knew when David was coming. They saw these 30,000 warriors and they're carrying this Ark of the Covenant. They're carrying God's throne. And when these men shouted this out, the people would respond. The first part of verse 8. Who is the king of glory? Men, finish that verse on three. One, two, three. The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Y'all better hear me now. These are 30,000 men that have been there in hand-to-hand combat with swords and spears. They weren't shooting ballistic missiles some 300 or 1,000 miles away. They weren't shooting from 500 yards away with M16s or AR-15s. These are men that had held their enemy by the throat. These are men that the enemy had had hit them by the throat. They knew what, that if God didn't show up on their behalf, they're going to be maimed, defeated, or dead. Hello, somebody. And when the people began to respond from the wall, who is this king of glory? Man, you better let this sink in. These men of war said he's the Lord, strong and mighty. He's the Lord, mighty in battle. You know what, Tracy? They were speaking from experience. I wonder if I got anybody in here that knows today he's the Lord, strong and mighty. He's the Lord, mighty. If anybody's been through some spiritual, soulless, relational, financial fights in your life, you know God carried you. Men, verse 9 on 3. One, two, three. responded who is this king of glory and 
Amen. That says, sorry, let me read it to you because it's, it's messed up. But get it because we're about to shout this out. The Lord of hosts, he is the king of glory. Selah, think on these things. So folks in the congregation on the wall, say it again, the first part of verse 10. room today you want to you want to open up the doors of your heart the gates of your life and allow this king of glory to come in because I'm gonna tell you right now he loves you he loves you he loves he loves you enough to die for you and you know what he rose again so he could come back oh my god almighty you understand this Jesus is the only person that ever wrote his own will died to initiate his own will and then rose again to enforce his own will only one and he did it because of you and you and you and you who is this king of glory he's the Lord strong and mighty he's the Lord mighty in battle could we do it again one more time just go straight through it man you know your part now right let's start it on three on three one two three three things that says how do we do this do you see that is that on there on my slides sorry I might, something got all jacked up back there at the computer today but we got new computers in my office waiting to be installed there in the very near future praise the Lord God thank you Jesus how do we do this look at your neighbor say how do we do this simple things. Are you ready? First of all, we repent. Confess our sin. God's not going to share territory in your heart. You understand that? God's not some little pauper out there just so so 
wanting relationship with you that he's going to let you dabble and do and mess around and do what you want. Come on now. See, people today, they'll let, they'll, let, they'll let the fellas have a side chick as long as he comes home every once in a while. God ain't playing that game with you. He wants you, all of you, or none of you. That's how much he loves us. That other junk, that ain't love. That's some little sad situation going on. Somebody that's lost, alone, and confused. God's not desperate for you. He's desperately in love with you. So what he's wanting us to do is he's wanting us to confess. There we go. He's wanting us to confess and repent of any sin in our heart. Now let me tell you something. Sin doesn't necessarily mean you go out and kill somebody. I'm not talking about that degree of sin. We know that's a sin. But how many of you know walking around with a bad attitude between your between you and your husband or you and your wife. That's a sin too. Oh, hello. What about gossip? That's a sin too. What about complaining? What about that job that God has blessed you with to help you pay your bills and provide food for your family that you complain about every other day? You know, God wiped out some folk in the book of Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers for doing stuff like that. I'm just telling y'all what the Bible says. I don't know about you, Miss Mandy. I don't want anything in my heart that's going to stop the glory of God from setting on my life and shining through my life. Because you know what, Kim? Nothing else is worth it. Somebody shout, confess and repent. Now look, I put number two in red, not so that it's any bigger or, or more damaging, but I wanted you to be able to see the demarcation between the three things. But number two is important. Confess our ignorance. Nobody got mad at me because I used that, did they? Confess our ignorance of God's glory. See Habakkuk 2. 14. I think I've got that the next slide there if you'll pull that up for me, Gabe. Is it down there? Yeah, look at here. How many of y'all ever heard, oh, the glory of the Lord is going to cover the earth like the waters cover the sea? Y'all heard that? I've heard that. That's not what that verse says. Look what the verse says, people, and quit being ignorant like I was. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. And that word knowledge, y'all better hear me, knowledge comes from a Hebrew word which means cognitive understanding that is gained by experience, mainly by experience, which means God wants you to learn by experiencing Him. So can I tell you right now, please, I'm a pastor. I want people to come to church. But I don't want you to come to church and give God a little ratty pat with your little cute baby hands and then turn around and go home and nothing's changed. God said over there in what is it, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, that where the Spirit of the Lord is, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And when we behold Him, we are changed. We are transformed, listen now, from glory to glory. When we come into the presence of God, something in us ought to be different when we walked out than when we came in. 
All right, back to that three-point list there, Mr. Gabe, please, sir. Sorry, my, my thing didn't sync up. And then number three is confess our need for God's glory. Let me tell you something. With everything that is available to you today, listen to me, everything that is available to you today, all the government access to benefits and opportunities, all the work opportunities that are available to you today, to you today YouTube, you can fix anything in your house by looking it up on YouTube. But you can't fix you on YouTube. You can fix your car, your microwave, your refrigerator. One time our dryer quit working. Our kids were still kind of young. We had a big double garage at our house in Lexington and Kim and the kids were gone. I sat down and found what the problem was. I looked it up on YouTube, watched that video about four or five times, put the video on my phone, went out there. When my wife and kids got home, I had dryer parts laid out all in both bays of the garage. My kids come walking around the corner about to bust in the garage door that was up and they stopped at the threshold. Mom! And they said, are you gonna be able to put this back together again? I did. There's a little guy called Humpty Dumpty though. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Does anybody know the rest of it? All the king's horses, all the king's men couldn't put poor Humpty back together again. Let me tell you something. I'm a king's man, but I can't fix you. I don't know about the king's horses, but they can't fix you. But how about let's skip the middle man Let's skip the middle horse. Let me take you to the king. He can fix you. He can put your pieces back together again. Have I got anybody here he's fixed you? Come on, he might still be working on you, but you're not where you were, right? Everybody stand up with me today. Stay right there, man. Thank y'all. Y'all good? Y'all good? We good? Nelson, you good back there? All right. I got a bunch of Nelsons in here now. Nelson Sepulveda, but thank you for blessing us with your music today, my man. Yeah. Brother, hide in that towel. Open up the everlasting doors that the King of Glory may come in. How do I open up the gates of my heart and my life, the doors of me, and welcome God in? Lord, I release any, I repent of any sin. God, I don't want any lust. I don't want lust after people or lust after people's stuff. I don't want anger. I don't want bad attitudes. I don't want uh, I don't want anything. Yo, it's not worth it. When you walk with Jesus hand to hand and heart to heart and face to face, and you feel the love of God that He has for you overflowing you, I'm going to tell you right now, you will never want to go back. You will never want to go back. Well, Pastor Tim, I know people that's backslidden. Then you know people that never really experienced what I'm talking about. Because once you have tasted of the Lord and found that He is good, there is nothing on this planet that can touch your soul like Jesus. 
Come on, somebody. As the black church used to sing, can't nobody do me like Jesus. Yeah, can't nobody do me like the Lord. Facebook going on, there's all kind of technical difficulty going all, all over the place this morning. Just one of those days, you know what? Blessed are the flexible. So uh, I think we're on YouTube, so for those of you on YouTube, bless you. And for you guys, Jay, I think they had you on the cameras today. Sorry, bro, I've been all over the place. I know that's hard to keep up. But, uh, that's why I normally try to stay confined for video purposes, but when I found out we wasn't on Facebook, I'm like, doggone it, I'm getting on the floor today. 
and I'm just going to follow the Holy Ghost. I got it all in my heart what he wants to say and do. Lord, it's been in there for three months. You can see the scribbling and the jibbling all on the notebook right there. But I said, I'm just going to get down there and I'm just going to go with the flow. Because you know, I only got one thing to do. That's follow him. I ain't got anything to prove to y'all. If I had to prove something to y'all, I'd run and hide because I'm a mess, y'all. I have no clue what I'm doing except to wake up and do what Jesus wants me to do. Hallelujah. If you're in this room right now, if you're watching on, on YouTube right now, and you need, you have sin in your heart and life, and you know where you are, you're separated from God. The King of Glory can't come into your heart. You just don't have those gates down. You got them locked up and locked down. And 18 wheelers backed up to them so the gates can't get open. But I wonder if today there's anybody that would say, God, I need to open my life to you. I'm tired of doing this stuff myself. I want your peace. I believe you died on a cross, Jesus. I believe you died for me. And I believe what you did there was enough. Your life and your blood that you gave was enough to wash me white as snow. If you're in this room right now, everybody just bow your head for a moment. If you're in this room right now and that's you, and you can say to me, Pastor Tim, I won't open the doors of my heart to Jesus. I just want you to lift your hand way up high so I can see it. Would you do that? Just lift it way up high. Even if you're in this room, you say, Pastor Tim, I need more of Jesus. I see hands all over this room. Now, would you do me a favor? I'm not going to embarrass you. I wouldn't do that. I promise you, Lord, I put my hand on the Bible. But I would love to pray with you for just a moment if I could. And I understand the hour's 1224, but you know what? Your eternity is more important than the next hour. So for those of you that raised your hand, would you just would you mind just stepping out from where you are and come up here with me and just let me pray with y'all for just a moment? Just let me pray with y'all. I promise you, all I want to do is just pray with y'all. I'm going to put this mic down. Nobody's going to hear what I'm saying. Nobody's going to hear what you're saying. Uh, in fact, y'all go ahead and just turn, turn, go ahead and go offline. We're just going to make this whole thing personal. I wonder if I got some of my elders and uh, some of my, my board members